B-A-S-C-A-L You are now rocking with that dude Pascal We be going wild Haitian in the building So, so, so original Got the haters catching feelings Get your hands up to the ceiling And keep them held high Cause St. Louis is ready Forget about it, goodbye Hold up, we just saying hi Five, somebody rise up Weekdays, catch us live Somebody, let's go Good morning, everybody Welcome to the Pascal Show Yeah Woo! I hope you guys are having a wonderful, fantastic Tuesday, y'all. Oh, man, today is Tuesday. It is Tuesday morning, 2 o'clock in the morning. The conversation got boring. I don't even know what I'm saying. Hmm. Just, just roll with it. Anyway, hey, man, what a amazing weekend. I know that some of you guys were watching the, the stream last night. I had to come on because it just did not feel right not being able to see my people say what's up to my people. As soon as I landed, I was like, well, first I took a nap. Like I crashed like a mug. Okay. I, 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 I passed the F out, but it was everything I needed it to be. But I was so hype about getting back on live last night. I wanted to see you guys and talk to you guys about my trip and everything so much that uh, I had to jump on. You know what I'm saying? You guys, you guys keep me, you guys keep me motivated. You guys keep me moving, keep me running. You know what I mean? And I definitely had to tell you guys a little bit about my trip. I didn't really get to tell you much about the trip, uh, but it was a really, really fantastic trip. I am so happy to be here, though. You know, as you guys already know, I don't like flying. And the flight back in was really, really cool until the end. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it was good until the very, very end, Jack. Let me tell you. It was terrible. Um, the flight for three hours was nice and calm and normal and all that ish. Then all of a sudden, because it always got to be this way, y'all. It's always got to be this way. You're sitting there, you're chilling, you're watching something on your, you're Netflixing and you're chilling. And you're going, okay, the turbulence isn't so bad. Like the, there was barely any turbulence, like barely anything, maybe a bump or two, but it wasn't anything where you just grab onto, you know, the, your your arm your arm rests like like oh my god i'm gonna die uh but all of a sudden out of nowhere he goes Boom! all of a sudden it's the captain speaking uh it's the captain speaking it looks like uh, on our way down there might be a little bit of bumpiness on the way so uh please and especially you know for a fact it's going it's going to be more than just bumpy when he says when the captain says flight attendants please take your seats it's gonna be a little bumpy on the way down bruh I'm telling you, this plane was doing sideways, like doing this kind of thing. It was all over the place. All right. I'm sitting there gripping everything I can. I'm sweating profusely. I'm going, I'm going to die. I'm literally going to say, hey, I am really, really. Oh, dang. I fixed it, guys. All right. The mic is funny. I knew that was going to happen again. Damn. Anyway, uh, I'm sitting there. And um, and I'm sitting there going, oh, man, you know, uh, I'm sitting there flying like the, 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 the plane's flying this way, that way. You know what I'm saying? It's doing this. It's 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 doing dips and everything. People are going, whoa, like everyone's kind of like, you know, making noise in the in the in the plane. Now, here it is. The reason why. The descent, because we were just going down and usually, you know, you know how when you go on your descent, you, you you're about to land. It's always bumpy. Right, Jack? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's always yeah. it's always a little, bumpy, little something. Just a little, I mean, it's a little something-something, you know what I'm saying? A little something-something, but it's never like this, you know what I mean? And 
I'm telling you, it was just so bad. And usually, like, my girl loves flying. She will sleep on the plane. It could be the bumpiest ride in the world, and she is asleep. She is out cold. I look over to her, and she's gripping the seat in front of her. And she has this look on her face like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, like... You know what I mean? I'm about to express, I'm about to tell you all the bad things I've done in my life. I'm about to confess everything so I could die clean. It was bad. It was really, really bad. But we did land. Obviously, I'm here. I'm still alive. You know what I mean? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But that's the only thing that I hate about flying. You want to know why the weather was so bad? It's because of that damn hurricane. It's the hurricane. We, you know, the hurricane came through, Hurricane Laura. Isabel, yeah. Lala, whatever the hurricane's name is, it's passing through St. Louis. You know, it's starting to do its curve. So all the aftermath, the wake of the wave that was down in the you know southern states and everything is now up in the Midwest. So we flew right into that mug, and I'm telling you, that was terrible. But other than that, the trip was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I got to meet some really great people. I got to uh, host an amazing event. Got people got to check out some really dope fashion, and uh, yeah, it was it was everything I ex- I didn't expect this the weekend to be as dope as, as it was, but it really really was. You know what I'm saying? How was yours, my brother? Uh, not as a, as eventful as yours. Uh, <laughs> we've just been painting the house, and uh, so we started painting painting our front room and. Uh, just doing that process because we're getting a new couch this week. So it's, uh, you know, it's different levels of fun. You know, you're doing big things out in L.A. and, and almost, uh, you know, pulling off a Tom Hanks landing in the river, it sounds like. And, uh, you know. It was bad. <laughs> <just> like, <laughs> only thing that sucks, only things that sucks is that there is no Hudson River. You know what I mean? To land in. Yeah. It's just you got land. That muddy Mississippi. Yep. Yep. Ooh. It was it was uh <laughs> like I said, I'm happy to be on this on this ground right now. Um and I'm telling you, these pilots are some of the best in the world. I'm I'm like and literally that's what I keep saying in my head. Like, these guys are some of the best in the world. The plane the plane would have to it would have to be some freak of nature for the plane to just drop out from the sky. You know what I'm saying? It would have to be an absolute terrible accident for something like that to happen the wings can literally bend almost 45 degrees you know what i'm saying that's how strong and how flexible those wings are so there's no possible way of this thing just dropping out from the sky you know what i'm saying so uh that's literally like i said i just kept saying hey that's what i was telling myself in the head you know what i mean um and uh yeah like i said there's a lot to talk about today as I can already see, you guys are commenting in the in the chat section down below. We are going to get into all that stuff that you guys are talking about. Um, but like I said, man, I just can't. Uh, I hate flying. It's especially when it's those kind of flights, you know, and it, it, lately it's always seems to be these crazy, bumpy side, you know, almost like they're about to do flips. You know what I mean? Um, so uh, I'm just happy to be here, man. I'm just happy to be on this ground still, you know. You know, I'm, I'm very glad. It sounds like you're almost were Googling things about planes while it was going through the turbulence. No, no. no. See, honey, look, it can bend 45 degree angle. We're good. We're you, good. You want to know something really funny? <laughs> you want to know something funny? Because like I was sitting there going, 
I was I was in I was sitting there I'm I'm a while back you know I'm getting I'm flying out to uh, Phoenix um, a, a few months ago and uh, some of you guys weren't even a part of the show as of yet but um, I was out I was flying out to Phoenix and I hate I, I really do hate flying because I've had flights like that I've had really really bumpy flights like that and so anyway I'm sitting on this particular flight from St Louis to Chicago I'm sitting on a plane I'm sitting on it in a, in a row right next to a fl- a pilot literally he's in his airline uh uniform and all that and so I just turned to him and I was like you know what instead of always fearing for my life every single time I get on this thing I just need to I need to just I need to rap with him let me pick his brain really quick. Let me see what's going on. Maybe he can cool the, the, uh, the you know, maybe he can calm the, the crazy, a- anxious brain that I have. You know what I mean? The overly active and heavily imaginative, overly imaginative <laughs> mind that I got. You know what I'm saying? So I'm sitting there going, hey, bruh, so what's the story with these planes and blah, blah, blah. And he just started spitting out facts. And as soon as he told me that, I was like, okay. Flying isn't as bad as it used to be, but still, when you get into the turbulence and the plane is doing fine and then all of a sudden it does, whoo, like that, and then does this, doesn't matter who you are, bruh, I'm good. Really tosses your cookies. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, it tosses the cookies a lot. And, and I give, you know what, here it is, and I give, I give all these uh, flight attendants mad respect because... As this, whilst this is going on, you hear the flight attendant going, please be sure to uh, put up your tray tables, make sure that your items are underneath your your chair calmly. This Mm -hmm. wasn't this. This girl wasn't going, we all going to die. You know what I mean? She wasn't doing any of that. You don't hear any like flutter in her voice. You know what I mean? Whereas, yeah, guys, just putting the things under your chair and Mm -hmm. nothing. I would have sounded like that. You know what I mean? I love you guys. You guys want to read the Bible together real quick and do a quick little prayer. You know, nothing. She was just like calmly saying this stuff like this was nothing. It's all the Xanax they take. Bruh. (laughs) Bruh. They got some good Xannies. (laughs) They got some good Xannies up in this piece, man. Shoot. They got like uh, industrial strength Xannies. I'm telling you. Anyway. I'm happy to be here, though. <laughs> Just to be completely straight funky. I hate flying, if you don't know this already. After that little story. Uh-huh. Did I tell you I don't like flying? Yeah. Just making sure. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Super said, good morning, Mr. Super. He said, <laughs> he said she had a parachute ready. Oh. <laughs> she jump out like Tom Cruise is like, hey, you know what I mean? Oh, God, I'm done. I'm done. Anyway, good morning to everybody. I see everybody starting to funnel in, all that. It's great to see all y'all faces, all your names and stuff, because obviously I can't see your face. So it's really great to see your names, your energies in the chat. You know, uh, keep the conversation rolling. Keep it moving, y'all. Of course, if you're here, don't forget to hit that like button down below. We're going to jump into the news. We're going to jump into these stories right quick. Now, here's the thing. This is some really terrible news, y'all. I, I just, ah, man, this is, okay. On last night's show, I said, y'all, is it just me or I left for four days? I left for four days. 
y'all couldn't keep this world in peace for four days while I'm gone? I blame it on all y'all. This is all y'all fault. This is not mine. I was gone for four days. <laughs> you couldn't hold it down for Pascal. You know what I'm saying? Damn. There is so much that's going on. Like, there's so much craziness that's going on right now. I, I, of course, I love all you guys for sending me the uh, uh, tweets, emails, uh, well, tweets and emails. I really appreciate that. Seriously. Uh, oh, and messages on Facebook. I forgot about that, too, because I, I, I was getting some love on Facebook um, and all that. And I'm telling you, bruh, I thought y'all had my... I thought y'all had my back, man. You're supposed to hold it down, you know, holding it down for your man. You know what I'm saying? The world is definitely going down in the barrel of burning cat piss, as I always say. Uh, I should turn that into a T-shirt or some, something mm -hmm. like that. Literally, it's just a world, a cat peeing in a, in a bucket or a barrel. I don't know. Something. <laughs> and it's on fire. <laughs> Seriously, something like that. We need it's something. Got an arrow like that. pointing down. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's going down <laughs> barrel. Cat peeing, flames. You know what I'm saying? Just, just, just a thought. Get to it, internet. See, see what you guys could come up. Yeah, with. Yeah, be creative. You know what I mean? <laughs> Challenge. Hopefully, somebody says, you know what? Challenge accepted. Okay. I already got one of those. I already. What are you talking about? The been there, done that. <laughs> anyway. Um, there's so much that's going on. We got to talk about all this. Um, oh, my God. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm looking at other people's comments here. Um, there's so much that's going on that I was like, damn, I really, wow, we need to do some catch up. We need to do a little bit of catching up and all that. So we're going to do as much as we can throughout this show and throughout many shows because obviously we're not going to be able to crush everything in a two-hour show uh, or in a morning show and all that. So we will be talking about all these things that are going on. But of course, one of the breaking biggest news that happened last night, um, which is just really, really interesting, um, protests are, protesters are gathering around as, uh, I don't even know what to tell you guys. Another man has been shot in LA by police. Um, so the LA Sheriff Department says that uh, deputies kill a black man who dropped a handgun. Um, now, dropped a gun. Sorry, let me just say that. So two deputies fatally shot a black man who scuffed, oh, who scuffled with them after they tried to stop him for riding a bike in an unlawful manner. What? Yes, hold on. I, I'm going to continue. And then we do have a little bit of a, a, a news uh, video from media because i want you guys to hear it in multiple angles as much as we can because they're let me continue before i'd say anything else um so a crowd gathered and uh of course the people are are marching uh on behalf of this man who was shot so let's get into the story real quick shall we so when deputies tried to stop the man he br he dropped his bike um and ran with the deputies in pursuit uh, the deputies again try to make contact with the man, and then he punched a deputy in the face. The man dropped a bundle of clothes he had been carrying, and they spotted a black handgun in the bundle, at which point both deputies opened fire. So now the man was pronounced dead on the scene, and the handgun was recovered, and no deputies were injured. So... 
Family members at the at the scene identified the the dead man as Dijon Kizzi, uh, and he is 29 years old, uh, 25 year 29 year old bla uh, black man. And uh, so there was a bystander uh, or a person that lived in the neighborhood, and he said he questioned uh, why the deputies fired at a man who, according to the police, uh, to the sheriff's official uh, statement, wasn't holding a weapon. And I quote, this is what uh, Arlander Givens, the, the neighbor, um, said, uh, if, he, if he reached down to grab it, that's different. But if it's on the ground, why shoot? That means he was unarmed. So, of course, right now, um, of course, right now, the, uh, the gentleman that died had a bundle of clothing in the bundle of clothing, there was a handgun. I don't know how one, I mean, my, I have many questions about this line, which drives me nuts, which is they were trying to stop him for riding a bicycle in an unlawful manner. The hell does that mean? Someone translate that to me in another language, because obviously English, it don't make sense to me. So somebody needs to break that down for me. We do like have a on the sidewalk. I maybe he was maybe he was riding on the sidewalk. I don't know. We do have a um a, a little clip from a, a news uh, a news junket out in Los Angeles, and I wanted to check show you guys that video as well. So let's take a look at this real quick. This breaking news, a shooting investigation involving the L.A. County Sheriff's Department underway right now in South L.A. We have been told a black man was shot and killed by deputies, and the crowd there is growing tonight after a post on the Black Lives Matter L.A. Twitter account. Kicking on Leslie Marin is live in South L.A. right now with the very latest. Leslie. Yeah, we are in front of the Sheriff's uh, Department station here in South L.A., and they just gave us an update on what they know happened in this shooting. I will tell you, they are worried about crowd control tonight. In fact, they have placed yellow tape at the front entrance of the station here tonight. But I do want to get to Sky 9, who is live over the scene right near 109th and Budlong here in South L.A. You can see there's a crowd of about 75 to 100 demonstrators out here a large amount of sheriff's deputies are staged in the area. As sheriffs say, they are still conducting their investigation. Let's get to video from earlier. And here is what sheriff's investigators say they know and what they believe may have happened. They say around 3.15 this afternoon, deputies encountered a man riding a bike. They say that man was in violation of a vehicle code, and that is when the deputies approached him. They say the man ended up running from deputies a block of, uh, about a block and a half away. Once deputies caught up with that man, he allegedly punched a deputy, dropping a bag of clothes. That's what investigators say. The deputies noticed a gun in the bag that that man was holding. Here's what the lieutenant had to say happened next. Our suspect was holding some items of clothing in his hands, punched one of the officers in the face, and then dropped the items in his hands. The deputies noticed that inside the clothing items that he dropped was a black semi-automatic handgun, at, at which time a deputy-involved shooting occurred. We do know that the uh, suspect was struck several times. However, we are unaware of exactly where, as we have not been able to move the body yet as we were waiting for the coroner's office. I would just like to say we're out here obviously doing a thorough investigation. 
give us time to conduct our investigation. Uh, we will get all the facts of the case out and eventually present them. Okay, well, this is cell phone video that you are looking at of the aftermath of this shooting. Now, you can see witnesses in that area watching as deputies render aid to that suspect. Uh, deputies did tell us that a semi-automatic handgun was recovered at the scene. Right now, investigators only described this suspect as a black man, possibly in his 30s, back out here live. Investigators also confirmed that both deputies did fire their weapons, but they could not say how many times. They right. say they're still conducting interviews on the scene. They're also asking if anyone has any video, cell phone video, of what happened in that area when the shooting occurred. Please reach out to the sheriff's department. Uh, you know, okay. Uh, they don't even know how many times that they shot this man. They don't even know how many times. Okay. So he gets, so a guy gets, a man is on his bike. He's riding the bike in an unlawful manner, right? But let's just, you know, I'm just stating the facts. I'm just stating what was said, all right? He's riding his bike in an unlawful manner. And then all of a sudden, he gets pulled over <laughs> whilst bicycling. He takes off because he's, of course, probably wanted for something or maybe. I mean, I'm, I'm just assuming. I mean, why would you run unless you're either scared or you have a warrant out for your arrest? Something pre-existing warrant or some sort. There's some sort of tussle. He punches them. He punches one of the guys, one of the deputies in the face. He drops his bag, his bundle of clothing. There's a handgun in the bag or in the bundle of clothing that, from my understanding, has not been touched. And obviously, this is all just from what we got in the news thus far. And then he gets shot. He gets shot a couple times. Let's just say a couple times by both deputies. An unarmed man, mind you. He might have had a weapon in his bundle of clothing, but he didn't have it on his, in his possession. He did not have it in his hand. He was not holding it. He was not brandishing a gun. What makes two cops want to shoot a man several times? That doesn't make any sense to me. That doesn't make any sense to me. Jack, what are your thoughts on this? What are your thoughts on this? Because I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm trying was, to wrap my mind around this. This yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. I was looking up, like, in California, what is an unlawful way of riding a bike. Now, there's things about, in California, you're allowed to ride a bike on, a, on the highway, but you have to do it so on, like, on the shoulder. You can't be, like, in traffic. But he doesn't look like he was in on the highway. He was in, like, a neighborhood. Bruh, he was so, in a neighborhood, yeah. He was on a sidewalk. He was yeah. probably just so minding other, his own business. Other things that you can't do is be drunk or on drugs while riding a bike because you're operating a vehicle. Uh, so then you're underneath, you know, the influence. Uh, so that would basically be like a DUI or DWI. Um, but if maybe if he was riding the bike down the wrong side of the road into traffic, uh, he could have, he could have been doing that, or maybe he was doing like stunts on the bike in the middle. But if he's got a whole bag of clothes, I can't imagine he was doing anything like, you know, too 
excessive, right? Yeah. Uh, so I imagine he was riding his bike down the wrong way, maybe down the one-way street the wrong way, or mm. I'm not quite sure, um, you know, what exactly the unlawful thing is. I would like to hear what the reasoning is or so see, would I. you know, I want to see some video come out from like some ring cams or something like that from the doorbell cameras and, you know, watch the, the interaction go down. If there, um, if there are, if, if there yeah. are ring cameras out there, that's, that's the something. other thing. That's the other thing. Here's the other question. Where is the body cam footage done? Do they wear body cam footage in South Los Angeles? I would assume that they do. So where is the body cam footage? Where that be? Doesn't make any sense. Because here's the thing. If there is that kind of footage out there, that should explain a lot of things. And hopefully it'll stop. Hopefully the answers will point at that that Dijon was maybe doing something that was illegal or maybe he was very maybe he was very aggressive maybe he was coming at them in a bad way God knows what happened because we don't have the body cam footage or we don't have no footage so now we're going to have protesters out there that are going to get angry we already at this place right now where even the littlest act of violence regardless if it's 100% true or not, triggers so many riots and protests and violence out in the streets that I'm worried about L.A. Man, I just left L.A. I just left L.A. and this happens. Now I'm worried about like L.A. going up in flames now and protests happening there. I mean, it's, it's inevitable now, it seems like. You know, it yeah. seems as if it's almost inevitable that th- these this is what's going to happen. You know, that as soon as somebody gets hurt, somebody gets shot, somebody gets killed, whatever it is. That there's an uproar. And I understand that. But let's get the facts first. But we don't know the facts in this situation. They could be saying anything they want right now. You know, oh, he was riding his bike in an unlawful manner. What the hell does that mean, bro? What does that mean? Well, we we assumed it was a stolen bike. So, yeah. What does that mean? Pray tell. Por qué? Why? Why would you go? Oh, that man looks like that man is riding his bike in a weird way. Oh, he's popping too many wheelies. He's popping too many wheelies. We need to pull him over. Like where? What's unlawful on riding a bicycle? Unless, yeah, unless he was drunk. You know what I mean? Unless he was intoxicated or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Where is that? Where is that? I mean, they got a they got a big old list of, you know, things that can't be done on a bike. <laughs> California, so. What can't be done on a bike? Well, it says that no person operating a bicycle should carry any package, bundle, or article which prevents the operator from keeping at least one hand upon the handlebars. Mm. Maybe he was trying to ride with no hands. You know, that, that deserves death. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, yeah, oh, obviously. Oh, I see him holding a bundle in his hand in under one arm and steering his bike as he's riding his bike, steering with the other hand. Uh, that's unlawful. We got to pull him up. Don't you have better things to do than pull over a man who's riding a bike with a, a bundle of clothes under your arm, under his arm? Just saying. 
Yeah, it's messed up. It doesn't. Uh, but it so doesn't if make he, sense. Now, so they stop each other, right? He yeah. gets. I'm, I'm assuming he's off the bike when he punches them. Not that like they came up to him. He's staying on his bike and then punch him, and then he falls over, and the bag yeah. closes next to him, and then they see that he can. He's like in an arm's length away, mm-hmm. and then shoot him. Like I could feel. I understand the threat that the cop that got punched, you know, took. But again, they have tasers. This is one guy against two cops. Right. That is and, on a bike. And they both fired. They both so, shot him multiple times. Multiple yeah. times from both cops. Do, do you see that this is, this, is, this is a narrative that we don't need to see on the regular? This is a narrative that we don't need to have right now. At all. No man should be shot. No man riding a bicycle, y'all. This is what's so nuts. This is a man riding a bicycle. And now he's dead. You know, in your head, you know, in, at least in my mind, I don't, in my mind, I'm not automatically going, oh, yeah. You know, I don't automatically look at a bicycle and think death. You know what I'm saying? I don't right. automatically think, oh, I'm going to ride a bicycle and I'm going to get in some serious trouble riding this bike. Just as a person, forget race, just as a human being, in my mind, I'm not thinking, oh, I'm going to get on this bike and suddenly, oh, all hell's going to break loose. I'm going to die if I ride this bicycle. Even so, it's like, there's stories about black men that have been killed just having a jog in their neighborhood. It's like, gonna die by you're gonna die for bicycling while black i've heard of dwbs but i ain't never heard of bwbs bicycling while black this is a new one for me this is a new one now okay shaniqua just said something that's very very true she said remember he punched the police that is true. There was a tussle. There was something that was going on. I get that. So I, I, I'm not going to sit there and automatically say that he's completely innocent. Shoot, he still had a weapon in the bundle of clothes that he had. But still, you punch the dude. You punch a guy in, a, in the face doesn't automatically mean you should get shot shot several times by both cops. Right. By both. Damn, bruh. That's a firing squad. That's ridiculous. Doesn't matter what you did. To, you know, in the beginning. He was riding a bicycle. <laughs> he was riding a bicycle, y'all. Now, I, like I said, I would love to see the footage. If there is any footage out there. Because obviously, the truth will be out there. The truth is out there. If, if there is footage um, to be seen. Because if he really was trying to, you know, grab the, the gun, you know, if he was trying to grab their guns, then I can understand them, you know, shooting the, him. But both of them shooting him? Eh. It's kind of the same thing of the Jacob Blake situation, you know? Yeah. There's, there, there's a lot of wrongs on both sides. I get that. But multiple shots in the back? Ah, it's excessive. I feel the same way about this one here. You know, I get it. He punched him. 
I get it. It's excessive. Like, I, I, or sorry, I get it that he was aggressive. He punched one of the guys in the face. But does that mean he needs to get shot? By both of them? Bruh, that's insane. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of... Uh, I wonder what the altercation was that... Like, what they start saying to each other that caused him to want to punch the cop in the face. Yeah. Because either you're on something, mm-hmm. right? Or you got really offended. Like, or oh, where do you even get like where do you even get that bike from? Is that, is that your stuff? Like, are they just like, going out and harassing them? Yeah. Uh, or was it a actual like like something that they spotted him and actually knew who he was and they're you know right. he had a warrant or there's like you were mentioning and it's like I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> now here's the thing though. Uh, Michelle Smale said something that was that I, I agree. Uh, she said you aren't a, you aren't licensed to ride a bike. So being uninformed about all the rules would probably probably be a common occurrence. I feel like people have the have to be lawyers just to function around cops. And that's absolutely right. I completely agree with you on that. There's you can anybody can ride a bike. If you learn how to ride a bike, you can ride a bike. I didn't even know that you're that is like what he just what what Jack just listed off is an unlawful offense whilst operating a bicycle you know what i'm saying like bruh that don't make no sense you know what i'm saying i can understand like uh you know you're 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 cycling hard or something like that and you're swerving in and out of traffic and you're causing a lot of stuff a lot of problems on the road i get that but if you're on a sidewalk let's just say or on the side of the street riding your bicycle with a bundle of stuff under your arm Maybe transferring it to a new new crib or tra- transferring it over to somebody else's place. God knows what. Throwing it all away. I don't know. And then you get pulled over by by the cops for riding your bike unlawfully. I'd be like, what the hell's this? That don't make no sense. He shouldn't have been killed. That's it. Oh, I know what it was. Oh, what was Riding a bike while black. Yeah, there we go. BWB. It's a new one, y'all. It's a new one. It's a new one. I'm serious. One day, there will be a man or woman who will be getting in trouble for swimming while black. Let's get let's get ready for it. Let's just put that in our minds already. He's black man swimming in or black person is swimming in in a lake, and all of a sudden, whoop whoop. What's going on? What's wrong? Uh, you know, we don't, you're, you're swimming unlawfully in this lake. You, you have to do freestyle, not the breaststroke. Sorry, 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 sir. Or ma'am, come on over here. We need to investigate you, pat you down. Make sure you don't have any weapons on you. I'm wearing a bathing suit. Still, you got to come over here. What's that in your speedo? Yeah. You're swimming while black, sir. You're swimming while black. I didn't know you people know how to swim. That's weird. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense ridiculous (laughs) y'all oh my god we have we got some interesting stuff going on like and and so and so that's one of the stories i mean i you know obviously i wanted to rap about that because that one's something right now uh la is starting to it's starting to percolate right now Uh, a lot of protesters are, are are starting to gather in obviously in protest over this situation 
Um, but this is another city that is on fire. This is another city that not on fire, but it's it's brimming. And there's a good possibility that it will be, be it will be set on fires up in this piece, y'all on fire. All I can say is do that, though, because like the rest of California is already on fire. So, yeah, no kidding. Let's not. We don't need any more fires going on there. They don't have any more like firemen. So yeah, like. yeah, we don't. Yeah, we 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 good. We good. We good. California's already dealing with enough, but now it's even getting worse. So that's something very very interesting. Um, I'm gonna throw this over to you, Jack. Um, but there is a. We and this is something that we missed uh, while I was gone, while I was away. But we definitely need to talk about this Portland. Uh, shooting this shooting that happened in Portland in regards to um, a, a, a shooter. The shooter now proclaims that he is 100 percent Antifa. Um, he shot a Trump supporter. Um, and I find this very, very interesting. This is some wild stuff. Um, and Jack, come on, man. Let's speak on it, bro. Yeah, let me see here. Pulling up still some a couple oh, different things. Do you think? All right. Yeah, so they're, the police are investigating Antifa sh- supporter Michael Reinhold, mm-hmm. um, and it was a, on Saturday. Um, there was a killing of a w- right-wing protester in Portland. Uh, so you know, obviously, there's still a ton of stuff going on in Portland that's never really stopped. Um, but he was a former professional snowboarder, uh, and he's a person of interest in killing of a pro-Trump protester. Uh, and so. Let's see where, and there is a, a video of it. Yeah. Uh, do you have that video already pulled up? Uh, not yet, but I can pull it up right now while you uh, tell us the rest. Yeah. It's fa- so, and, the, and the video. Oh, sorry, real quick. The, the and the, the video is very very quick. I mean, it's yeah. it's small, it's quick. You can barely see anything, and that's what that's why I was like, ah, I'm on the I'm debating if I should put it out and like for for us to see or not. Nah. Uh, I will pull it up though while you're telling us this uh, story. Yeah, so I guess it's the the sister of of Michael that um, I kind of called in, but she was getting phone calls from pro Trump supporters uh, threatening her after this happened, and like that's like the way that she kind of found out about stuff because like, they can like connect all the family and like they started getting phone calls as well mm-hmm. um so yeah it's um let's see here hold on one second sure keep on getting all these pop-ups that keep on showing gotta up on love these that. Uh, they gotta make so, the money somehow yeah uh let's see what was the guys uh police have released little information uh chief chuck lavelle uh, said sunday that investigators are still gathering evidence including surveillance video from area businesses um they released a plea for any information related to the killing including videos photos or eyewitness reports uh, and it said that trump and other speakers at last week's republican national convention evoked a violent dystopian future democratic presidential hopeful joe biden if he wins uh, and pointed to portland as a cautionary tale of what would be in store for Americans. So uh, there's all these events going on that kind of, you know, they're going back and forth with politics. And uh, obviously Antifa is a, you know, anti-fascist group. That's its own little Mm -hmm. militia slash protest in itself. And it 
but you know, you never know who really is part of them uh, no. unless the people tell you. Uh, <laughs> Facts. Uh, and so the fact that he's, you know, attributed himself to to that group uh, is only going to fire up um, a lot of people that are not for Antifa and all the political things surrounding it. Um, but there's, you know, already seen 100 consecutive nights uh, of protests that have been going on in Portland. Uh, there's been vandalism to the federal and Crazy, city right? properties, the police precincts, the county jail, the federal courthouse, the city hall. Um, there's been 100 federal agents that have been sent into Portland uh, over the protests. Um, so, I mean, there's been thousands of, of people clashing with federal agents for the past, like, two weeks over uh, each night. So, eventually, there was going to be, you know, if there's these two groups keep on showing up. I mean, there was a, a pro-Trump supporter that ran over. I drove through a crowd again like there's you know so it's on both sides that you know it no longer is you know trying to change the politics scene it, this is two into like two groups that are just going to keep on clashing as it goes on and you know I'm not surprised to hear that there's a death involved with with you know these protests and you know we just saw it again in the other one where basically a pro-trump supporter in Kenosha is shooting at other protesters and and so you know it, it, it's on both sides uh, yeah. but there's just a lot of violence and yeah it's 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 bad it's it's really really bad um and the fact that it is you know 100 plus days now you just said 100 plus yeah. days of this chaos um so i'm going to show you guys this video i'm sure you guys have already seen this i'm sure um but obviously viewer discretion is advised um just trigger warning guys it's it's graphic it's graphic it's not great welcome to 2020 y'all so let's check this out I'm gonna play it one more time here in a second. Do you have anything for eyes stuff? Here we go. See now, here's my problem. Here's my problem with that whole video. I can't make out what the hell is going on. I just can't make out what's going on. That's the angle that I have. Uh, I I have not seen any other angles uh, because I don't think anybody else is filming. What were you say, Jack? That's the only one I've seen too. Right. So I have no idea. I can't make out what the hell is going on, and it's driving me nuts. Personally, it's driving me nuts. It is terrible. Um, no matter what, no matter if he's a Trump supporter, Antifa, whatever. That kind of violence shouldn't be happening at all. Now, I understand that there was a breakdown over the actual words that were being said. And if if I'm correct, somebody I don't know if it was said by him, by the shooter or if by somebody else. But somebody else or the shooter said, oh, we got a Trumper right here. And then all of a sudden, bang, bang. That's how. I've seen like some of the breakdowns of somebody act somebody actually took the time to piece together the words that were being said before that man got shot. 
But, of course, this is now what's happening in Portland, Oregon. You know? You see a man a few weeks ago. Man, can you, can you believe that was maybe about two weeks ago where the man was kicked straight in the face because he was just trying to protect his transgender friend? And then right. all of a sudden, these BLM, or as they, he, they were calling him, BLM security, kicks dude straight in the face. Just straight in the face. You know, like sucker kicks him in the face while he's on the ground, knocking him clean out. This is like the start of it all. And then this snowball effect has been happening and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And the funny thing is, is that this this snowball goes is going faster and faster down the down the, the hill, down this mountain, causing an avalanche of all this other stuff that's going on at the same damn time. We are right now in this world. We are right now in this place. Where all this stuff all this unnecessary violence is happening. And this is getting ridiculous, y'all. It's, it's ridiculous. Now, MB, he says, this vid, this vid shows better view. Um, can you please, can you please send me uh, the video, MB? Uh, the email is info at the Please send it to me. I would really, really be, uh, I really appreciate it as well. Um, this it's, it's insane what's going on and, you know, and thank you Malia for saying great analogy. It is, it's a snowball. It's literally a, a, a gigantic snowball that's going down. Like it was the it was that act of violence. I'm sure there was something else that I'm missing here before the BLM security. But then BLM security happened. Right. Then uh, then the Kenosha thing happened. You see what I'm saying? There's a little bit. But these are like bigger scenes of, of violence that we're now seeing throughout social media and some on the media, some on the media. Then you had the, the Kenosha thing that happened with, with Rittenhouse, with Kyle Rittenhouse, with his 17-year-old AR-15 toting good old boy that wanted to find some action. He wanted to get him some. So then we see that. Then immediately after that, we bounce all the way back to Portland, Oregon, where Antifa feels motivated to shoot just anybody doesn't matter what he it, it doesn't matter doesn't matter if he was a, a, a father or a, a brother of anybody's he was just a Trump supporter bang bang that's it that's it that's all that matters where's the peace y'all where's the peace where's the peace and then now this is the thing though let me say this though real quick Jack I'm sorry um, I don't know if he, uh, MB, let me know if you sent it to me. I'd really, he just sent it to me. Uh, that was the alert. You heard that? So I'll, I'm going to check. We're going to check it out. I promise you. We're going to check it out. But here it is, though. But this is what Antifa wants, though. If you really think about it, they, went, they want anarchy. They want, they, they want chaos. They want a civil war. This is what they're trying to go and have happen, man. 
That's ridiculous. As much as we're all sitting here going, oh boy, civil war is about to happen. Look at this. They're sitting there going, oh, okay. So if homeboy, little, little cowboy out there, militia, whatever the hell you want to call him, Kyle Rittenhouse, 17-year-old boy that goes out, shoots a bunch of people, killing some of them. He's not on our side. That's what the Antifa thinks. So they go, well, let's fight fire with fire. This was exactly what I was scared of. This is what I've been saying for a while now. Kyle started doing this thing. Kyle Rittenhouse started doing this thing. Now it is now part of the norm. That guy, uh, uh, Marquise or Keith Love out in Portland that kicked the dude in the face could have killed the guy. Made it okay as well. Made it part of the norm. Part of the norm is violence now. This kind of violence. Not, not the burning, not the, not the arson, not the, not the, not the, 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 the vandalism. Now we're putting bodily harm on people. Bricks to people's faces, y'all. Full on bricks to people's faces. And this is okay. This is the new norm. I'm telling y'all, if y'all are trying, like, I'm saying this to, I'm not saying to you guys, I love you guys, but if y'all are trying to get this civil war happening, oh, it's about to go down. Oh, it's about to go, it's about to go down. Because here it is, as Shaniqua just said, it's true too. Police killing is normal, is the, is the normal too. That needs to be solved as well. A dude can't ride a bike without worrying about if he's going to die or not. That's a problem. But what's one of the things that's really driving me nuts, and we'll, we'll go into this whole thing, and I'll go to Jack here in a second. But one of the things that really drives me nuts is I've also been seeing a lot of videos of white men that either have been uh, arguing with cops that's caught on tape. Arguing with cops that are getting in and out of their car, gesticulating violently, pointing at them, saying all this crazy stuff, not shot. Cop has gun drawn, but not shot and killed. He's still alive. He's, he's alive to fight another day. Or guy will be in, in a, a, a grocery store or something like that, wrestling with the cop. That man's still alive to this day, too. It's insane. It's insane. And, you know, and we will be talking about here a little bit later. Uh, Trump had an interview with Laura Ingram on Fox News. It was a very and he, there's a clip. I do have this clip where he talks about the, the series of events that have happened with cops as of, as of late. It's very interesting. And also it's very interesting what analogy he uses while he's talking about this whole thing with cops and the, the brutality and the killings that have been happening as of late. We will be talking about that here in a second. But, Jack, what were you going to say, my brother? Uh, so it was saying that the, uh, the victim's name is Aaron J. Danielson. Um, he was shot in the chest during violent skirmishes between members of the right-wing group called Patriot Prayer and hmm. counter, counter de demonstrators that included Antifa. And so uh, I'm not exactly sure 
what the um, what Patriot Prayer does. Um, but that is a uh, you know. So I don't think that it was just one of those things where he like walked up to him in the middle of the street. I feel like there was things going on prior, right? Yes. And this wasn't just a random like. Ah, he's wearing a MAGA hat. I want to go shoot him. Like I no, I mean it. literally somebody screams out loud literally and says There's a Trumper. There's a Trumper right here and then all of a sudden bang bang. Oh. See what I'm saying? So it, it it's crazy, but here it is. Um we're going to check out this video. Thank you to MB. Shout out to MB for sending me the link. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let me turn this down really quick, Jack, so it's not too loud. Hold on. I want to make sure that this thing comes on. Hold up. All right, here we go. Uh, of course, and before I say this, view, uh, and before we watch this, viewer discretion is advised, of course. Um, this may be disturbing, as it says right here in the video. Let's check this out. Hopefully this is going to be a different angle here sh shortly. Oh man. He was a freedom-loving American who died expressing his beliefs, a right which is guaranteed to all of us through the Constitution. Man, you know, um, it's, it's a damn shame, you know, because here's the thing. We don't need this it's enough it's enough man it's it's enough already with with all this violence it's enough already you know what i'm saying like i i don't know uh, personally i'm i'm done i'm i'm done with it um i'm done with it to be completely straight funky with y'all this kind of violence needs to stop and the thing is that people people are out here on on both sides of the spectrum you know, uh, that actually span the entire spectrum that are out there either protesting for or against anything that's going on. That does not mean that that person deserves to be shot and killed. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That was an unarmed man. That was full on an unarmed man that was just there. Seemed like he was just walking across the street. That's insane, y'all. That's absolutely insane. Now, what's a, a, another thing that I saw, uh, I, I don't have the video for it, but there was some Black Lives Matter uh, protesters that were out talking about speaking. Speaking to, one of the leaders was speaking on this whole thing, um, this whole event. And they had something to say that was absolutely mind-boggling, which was basically saying, oh, we don't need, uh, or they basically said, I'm not going to cry for any person that dies 
because they're against Black Lives Matter. Verbatim. What does that accomplish, ladies and gentlemen? What does that accomplish? Just curious, y'all. What the hell does that accomplish? Does that accomplish anything good? We are all brothers and sisters under the same sun. We all might be different colors, but we all have the same bleeding heart. We all still have the same blood that pumps through our veins. There is no reason for any person to die, whether they're for or against. There's no reason for this, this kind of death, this kind of violence. We should all should know that. But the thing is, is what that is so frustrating is that there are people that are speaking on behalf of the Black Lives Matter movement and they're saying things that they shouldn't be saying. That's what I truly believe. They're talking out their asses because they feel like they got a, a microphone. They got a soapbox in which they can stand upon. So they'll say whatever radical stuff <laughs> I was about to curse. They can say any radical stuff that they want to say because they think it's OK. And that's not it, guys. We should all know better than this. What? I mean, shoot. Any God-fearing or, or good human being knows thou shalt not kill. Right? That no matter what, death is still a terrible thing. It should not be something like, well, for a man who's just a Trump supporter or he might be right wing, it doesn't matter. He could be out there protesting. He has his rights too. He has his right to protest. Just because he says a few words does not mean he needs to be shot and killed in cold blood, unarmed, by the way, in the middle of the street. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous, guys. Anyway, we got to go into it. What were you going to say, Jack? Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, did you see that like on after afterwards, Trump had kind of um, there was like a, a line of trucks and things that went in on Sunday into Portland, like Trump supporting trucks. And they did like uh, like the three by three, like trucks are driving down the highway in Portland uh, and, and like backing up cars for miles. Uh, and mm. Trump praised them for making basically a parade uh, of Trump supporting cars and trucks. Mm. Um, and that was going in there, you know, to go. People were saying they were going back for revenge for this guy. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's just is it's a scary time. Uh, yes. The easiest way to put it. It's a scary time. It's very interesting because um, MB just said uh, 600 cars, trucks, caravan. Wow. 600 cars, trucks, caravan. That's insane. Um, it's see, the thing is, is it's interesting when see, I don't think that there's any point in doing that, too. Here it is. I don't like I don't like when Black Lives Matter do it, when they they stop a whole highway uh, to protest in the middle of the highway. We've seen the acts that have happened where people have been literally ran down. The, the acts of violence that have happened just because they've been blo they were blocking off um, a highway. Um, so to me, I'm going to say the same thing for a, a Trump parade. 
It doesn't matter. Like I said, there's no reason for you to be out there in the middle of the highway protesting. Now, I get why they're doing it, though, because they're sitting there going, hey, if the BLM can do it, then we can do it, too. And I get it. I get that. Still doesn't serve any purpose. Still just aggravates people. Still possibly gets people killed. If they keep that stunt up for a while, somebody's going to get killed. Somebody's going to get ran over. Somebody's going to get shot. Now we're at that place where somebody's going to get shot. You know, somebody's going to get murdered. You know what I'm saying? That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Anyway, we are going to go to, we got to jump into a quick commercial break. Uh, Don't forget to hit that like button down below. And if, of course, this is your first time checking out the Pascal Show, hit that subscribe button. That would really, really mean a lot. We got to go into this quick commercial break, but we'll be back. We're going to be talking about more of this and then some. We got so much to catch up on, guys. Woo! I'll see you guys in a minute. This is the Pascal Show. Bye! Hey, welcome, welcome back, guys. Thank you guys so much for... Sticking around and all that. If this is your first time checking out this show, please go hit that like button down below. If you're enjoying the discussion and enjoying the chat, of course, down below, definitely hit that like button. Of course, and also, of course, if this is your first time checking out this show and have not done this yet, please go and crush that subscribe button. That would really mean a lot. We do this show Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. And I also do an evening show at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. So please be sure to tune in, be a part of the conversation. You know, we really appreciate it. Anyway, we got some more conversation to talk about. Um, some more interesting stuff. Um, which, one, which, which one do you want to go into first, Jack? Uh, I mean, we could talk about this the last thing you just mentioned about Pence. I just looked that up. Yeah, let's talk about that. Something about is this is something very interesting. I'm going to just read the title, throw it to you. Um, So apparently Mike Pence, Vice President Michael Pence, has been told to be on standby to assume powers during Trump's abrupt Walter Reed visit. This is something that's very interesting. Jack's got the story. Speak so, on it, bro. This was back in uh, like November of 2019. Uh, so this was last year mm-hmm. uh, when, and I think everybody kind of remembers that where Trump all of a sudden was at the hospital and people were like wondering what was going on. Uh, and he was just saying it was for an annual checkup and this and that. Right. Uh, but there's things around the West Wing they were all talking about and prepping Pence to say, hey, if he has to go in here and t- un- undertake a surgery for what's going on with him. And he has to be anesthetic. How do you say that word? Uh, anesthetic or like put under? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he, uh, if he had to be put under, then Pence would have to take over as president during that time, uh, like mm. a temporary president uh, position, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, He's president you know, for like a few role. hours. Yeah. Uh, and and you know, that's kind of interesting to think about that. You know that how what was going on with him that would have. Knocked him out for surgery. I mean, yeah. that's uh, I thought it was an annual thing. visit. You know, that's the same thing. They don't really like, div- you know, divulge any other information about it. So uh, they don't say why he was actually there and what was being done. It was just oh, annual visit, normal lab tests. So yeah, but that, that's just one of those small small things. Anesthesia. There we go. Uh, Very yeah. interesting. So it, it's a, uh, but I guess as, as vice president, those are probably like the most exciting like days of your life right <laughs> like oh wait wait what 
I got to be ready. Wait, wait, wait. You're what? Gonna, you're going to put me in, coach? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, wait, I, I, okay, so I get to be president for a few hours. This is kind of cool. Yeah. Get to take the driver's seat for a little while. You know what I mean? Um, so that'll be interesting. That'll be interesting to see what, what's going on with that because there, there has been something that's been uh, trending on Twitter uh, basically called tro- uh, Trump Stroke mm. um, because I guess he was speaking a- a- at something. He was doing some press briefing or something like that. And uh, when he was talking, he was slurring all of his words. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what's going on for real. Um, it, it's definitely interesting. Actually, let me let me pull it up. You guys should see this. Why not? Why yeah, three not? Three days you know? ago, Trump arrives back at, in a, uh, New Hampshire. There's a slip up and people are saying he had a stroke. Interesting. Yeah, this is uh, we, uh, we should all take a listen to this. This is this is interesting. But I got some, I I got my own personal opinion about it. Here we go. Take a look. Let us rethink old assumptions and open our hearts and minds to possible and possibilities. And finally, I ask the leaders of the region, political and religious, Israeli and Palestinian, Jewish and Christian and Muslim to join us in the noble quest for lasting peace thank you god bless you god bless israel god bless the palestinians and god bless the united states thank you very much thank you okay so you heard that you heard him speak okay i think his dentures are coming out i i literally think i literally think he had a little bit too much adderall his mouth is dry he needs to drink some water and yeah, I think his dentures are just kind of, <laughs> his, his dentures have fallen out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it, this literally what it is. It just sounds like he's just like, you know what I mean? Like, and here it is. I have stumbled on this show so many times. Do you know how many times he speaks? He speaks a lot. He speaks a lot. I wouldn't say that that is a, I wouldn't say that it's a stroke. I think it was just him probably tired as hell. He talks all the time. There's so much he has to say. You know, Adderall, all the other medication he's probably taking for, you know, his even for his ticker to his to his whole whatever. There could be side effects to those things. It's called, man, it's called he just needed some water, y'all. You know what I mean? Oh, and see, I was exactly going to say this. Tanovain, he said, Tanovain said, he sounds like jet lag Pascal last night. Absolutely. I was tired as hell, but I still was on. You see what I'm saying? So, hey, we all have our moments. Doesn't mean that, uh, doesn't mean that he's having a stroke. You know what I'm saying? I think that's, I just think everybody's like having some wishful thinking going on. I just think he's just, it's just been a long day. He had a lot of talking to do, lots of interviews, lots of things to do. Yeah, he just sounds like he needs a good big old glass of water, you know, so he can he can drink it like this. You know, he does this. I don't know how he does the thing that he does. It's very weird. It's very weird. But yeah, he just needs a drink of water. That's all. <laughs> you think otherwise, Jack? I mean... I don't know. He's he's getting up there in age. I mean, yeah, he can be tired. I think he's just tired. But like, if he, you know, he had those trouble going down that ramp the, the that other time, like because he's old. Just, 
Like he I old, know. bro. He old, man. He old. Of course he's going to sound like. Of course he's going to slur some more. You know what I'm saying? He old. Yeah. He got dentures. He old. You know what I'm saying? He old. Come on. Yeah. Him old man. Oh. It could be just a. It could be a basic slip up. Word. That's true. It, it literally could be. I could see that being like, if dent if he has dentures, which I just don't know if he does. It's a possibility though. Okay. And if he does, like, and it say that uh, whatever that stuff is that holds it to the top of people's mouths, it looks like like he's trying to say certain words, and it looks like it's slipping, you know. And I, I, I don't know. I think people may be looking into it a little bit more. I'm seeing some notes on here. People are saying that he was dragging his left leg, um, but you know. Everyone likes to jump to conclusions. <laughs> so, you know, is he out and about and talking? And, it, like, I don't see his, like, face, you know, like, slumping or, like, if he had a stroke, right. it, it wasn't a, uh, you know, a big one, you know. That's true. So. Yeah. I don't know. Think yeah, about I mean, it. I still, I, I don't wish any anything ill upon him. Of course not. I, you know, I, if, I, I don't want anyone to have to go, you know, living life after having a stroke. I mean, that's, um. That's definitely... It's not fun. It's not fun at all. I mean, that's yeah. a, you know, it's, that's life-changing after is. you have a stroke because it, you your quality of life drastically starts to decrease, especially if you can't Jesus. eat or drink or, you know, like a normal anymore. Yeah. And he's got a team of, of medical people around him all the time. Yeah. Um, I don't think that he would like to have anyone know that... You know, if he did have a stroke, um, and you know, and I don't think that he'd put himself in a position to be seen that way because that would be seen as weakness. Right. And so I don't think he had a stroke. I think it's like you're saying he's either tired, the palate dents going Just out, tired, something. You know, you know maybe maybe too much Adderall. I literally, uh, I literally, know, th- I literally think it's the medication. It's a combination of med- medication, probably just hella dehydrated. He needed some water. Probably the dentures. Probably not. But, I, I, you know, it, there's a lot of things you can put into consideration in regards to what, why he was slurring. But at the same time, you know, there's, there's, there's so many things. I mean, there's so many variations or there's so many variables that could have been in play at that situation. I don't think it's a stroke, um, although I don't know why he's going under the knife or going under anesthesia. I don't know why. But at the same time, like. I mean, shoot, he is in his 70s. As, yeah. as Shaniqua said, he in 70s, all right? He in his 70s. Real talk. I mean, so, I'm watching the video of him walking up to the podium. He looks like he's just walking fine. Like, I don't, yeah. you know, unless if he, if he had one while he was in front of the podium, which I don't think that occurred. Um, we've seen I weirder mean, things happen, that, though. We've, we've yeah. seen weirder things happen, you yeah. know, um, but I, I think he's fine. It'll be, I, I'm interested, I, I'm interested to see what happens, you know, like obviously if he's going under the knife here soon, I guess, um, something's up, something's obviously up, but I don't think it's a stroke. So, you know what I mean? Everybody has their moments. Shoot. I just got back, got on a, got off of a plane with no sleep, barely any sleep and was on the, you know, on the mic trying to have a conversation and I had so much trouble, you know what I mean, trying to talk, you know, and I am not 70 years old. 
you know, I am not in my 70s. So it, it happens. It happens. You know, sometimes you just you you're 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 doing so much stuff. You're talking so much. You just forget where you are. Those things do happen. You could have a Biden moment. You can definitely have a Biden moment. But then I've seen, you know, with strokes, it's bad. I've seen strokes where like uh, I had a fam, I had a, f- a friend of the family. His dad had a stroke and he completely forgot how to speak English. Literally, mm-hmm. you know, fellow Haitian, fellow, uh, you know, Haitian family member or, you know, family friend. And uh, obviously his second language was English. He had to relearn English all over again from the stroke. He le- he lost his ability to speak English. He had to relearn it all over again. That's crazy. That's crazy. Strokes are no joke. Yeah. You know, but there are also minor, small strokes you can have too. You, you know, not all strokes are just debilitating all the way. You can literally have a minor stroke without even knowing that you had it. You know, so that's a very good possibility. It's a possibility. You know what I mean? But he, like, like I said, and, I, and like I'm seeing on some of the comments down below, like, hey, I'm not a Trump supporter, but, I, you know, by all me, by any means. <laughs> but at the same time, uh, he looks fine to me. He'll be he'll be fine. You know, and I think earlier that day, if I'm correct, he had an interview with Laura Ingram. And uh, this was very interesting because they were talking about the police, the, the shootings that have, have happened as of late. And he had a very interesting way of he had a very interesting analogy that uh, I want everybody to see for yourselves. And we're going to talk about this here very shortly. Uh, but what's funny is see what Laura Ingram does. In, while he's trying to use this analogy, it's it's fascinating. Mm. Check this out. And it becomes a story for weeks. And it becomes a story for weeks. St. Louis African American police officer shot in the head oh, and yeah, killed Dorn. last night. Hey, he's now another uh, uh, oh, African American. Yes. That's true. Just killed. Yeah. Yesterday. That's true. Yeah. Just. That's true. Killed. It's more dangerous. To be a police officer today, do you not think than it has been in the police a long time? are under siege because of things. It, they can do 10,000 great acts, which is what they do, and one bad apple or a choker. You know, a choker. They choke, uh, shooting the they, guy, they, they, they shooting can. the guy in the back many times. I mean, couldn't you have done something different? Couldn't you have wrestled? You know, I mean. Mm. In the meantime, he might have been going for a weapon, and, you know, there's a whole big thing there. But they choke. Just like in a golf tournament, they miss a three-foot... You're putt. not comparing it to golf, because, of course, that's no, what the media... I'm saying say. people yeah. choke. People, people, people choke. Yeah. And people are bad people. You have both. You have some bad people, and you have... They choke. Interesting. Right? Wouldn't you think? Interesting. He, uh, he compared... He compared golfers missing putts or he, he compared police officers shooting the police shootings to golfers missing putts. Yeah, it's a, it's a bad decision in a critical moment. He choked. He choked. He just choked. It's all good. He just choked. He just choked. Hmm. Because at first when he said choker, I was like, oh, no, he better not be. Oh, my God. He better not be trying to refer to George Floyd to 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 
what's his face now? I, now I'm forgetting his name. I feel like a jerk. But the the cop that was kneeling. Chauvin. Again, Chauvin, right? Derek Chauvin. Chauvin. Thank you. Derek, Derek Chauvin, right? Um, I was like, I hope he's not comparing him and calling him a choker. You know what I'm saying? But then he went on to this analogy about playing golf. And did you see how quick? Did you see how quick she came swooping in? You see how quick she swooped in? Like, whoa, oh, you knew, well, you know, be careful because the media is going to sit there and, uh, 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 you know, the mainstream media is going to take that and run with it. You know, she was, she jumped in trying to save his, save his ass. Seriously. Laura Ingram flew in like Captain Sabaho, trying to be like, whoa, wait a second. No, 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 no. Hold up. Time out. Bruh. No, no, no. You, you, you don't mean it like that. You don't mean it like that. You're not, you don't mean a, the golfing thing, right? You just mean like, okay. Because mainstream media is going to just take this and just, and just run with it. Bruh. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? This is America, y'all. We are in this wonderful world. Now, here's the thing, though. I give him bad props, though. I do give him bad props, though. Because he did say something that I've said. So I do appreciate him saying, couldn't the cops have done something else when it came to the J uh, Jacob Blake shooting? He said, could they have done something different? He did say that. Yeah. At least he's not sitting there in that interview. Like, I'm just trying to take one good thing out of that little one minute thing that we just saw or one little one minute uh, clip that we saw, because obviously it's a much longer interview. Um, and I, I suggest that you go and check it out. Um, but at the same time, I'm trying to take one little thing. I'm, ch I'm just going to pick one piece, one positive thing out of it. And it seems like he's a, at least he's thinking in an open way. He's keeping his mind open and at least saying, because I was expecting him to go, those cops did exactly what they needed to do. There's, they didn't do anything wrong. They were perfect. Of course, that's what the media, what mainstream media would like to paint him up as. But he didn't do that. He's like, okay, they they do these things. There's the, he, as he said, there's some really great cops out there, but there's some bad apples out there as well. And then there's guys who just make really stupid mistakes, and that's true too. There are stupid mistakes out there. Not everybody's perfect. Then he just takes it to another. He just uh, you know ventures off a little left. He takes a left, a little tiny, oh, well, right turn since we're talking about Trump. A little little small right turn. And it goes and he, he tries to compare it to golf. Choking during golf. I wouldn't say it's the best analogy. I wouldn't say it's the best analogy. He was doing good in the very beginning, though. I give him props. Then he went, <laughs> no, 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 you're going off course. No, 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 come on. You know, you can see Laura Ingram's trying to, like, steer the... You know what I mean? Turn, turn the boat back around, back on course. You know what I'm saying? Trying to correct his, his, his mistake. But, you know, that is not the best analogy, I, th I think, is not the best analogy to use when it comes to cop killings and cop police shootings that have been going on throughout the entire country. Right. Especially for someone that's already picked on for playing golf. Facts. When they already call him Pele for cheating. At golf. Yeah. Well, 
When you own the course, you make your rules. You know. It's, uh, uh, man. I ain't making uh, so, somebody uh, uh, who shot your video just said Trump is is an is no good racist. Stop making excuses for that guy. I'm not making excuses for the guy. I'm just pulling something out of there that I was surprised about. Aside from the comparison to golf, which was not a great analogy at all. Terrible analogy. Terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. But I was surprised that he answered the way he did. Now, obviously, he is in the middle of his campaign. So he's going to say as much as he can to sound good, I think. Because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to, I'm just, I'll just leave it there. You know, not trying to support nobody, you know. Um, and MB, uh, what, Trump cheats? LOL. That's hilarious. There's a book. And there's a whole thing about how he plays golf. And apparently people on uh, the golf course will call him Pele because he likes to kick. He'll just kick his ball, you know, like back on course or he'll like cheat. He cheats so he can get (laughs) so he can start winning again. You know what I'm saying? It's hilarious. It's hilarious. So anyway. Not the greatest thing to say in that in that particular moment, I don't think, you know. Um, And then the other thing is, is that um, there was something else that he talked about uh, during another press briefing uh, in regards to he. Oh, it's it's in regards to the uh, Kyle Rittenhouse situation. uh, And there was a question asked and I'm going to show you guys that video, too. Might as well. Hold on one second. Take a look at this. We're we're looking at all of it. Uh, That was an interesting situation. You saw the same tape as I saw. And uh, he was trying to get away from them, I guess, it looks like. And he fell. And then they very violently attacked him. And it was something that we're looking at right now, and it's under investigation. But uh, I, I guess he was in very big trouble. He would have been, I, he probably would have been killed. But it's under, it's under investigation. Do you think private citizens should be taking guns? I'd like to see law enforcement take care of everything. I think everything should be taken care of, law enforcement. But again, we have to give our cops back, our police back, their dignity, the respect. They're very talented people. They're strong. Interesting. Hmm. So. Hmm. Hmm. Jack. I mean, what do you what do you what do you make of that that whole situation? And that's an interesting thing because, again, we don't know what it started. We, we watched all that whole breakdown, did that thing where we were following from all the different angles and the views and stuff. And, uh, you know, we don't see, you know, Kyle was running away from the guy that he ended up shooting in the head because people were, had the, those long bars and everything else in their hands and stuff. Yeah. 
but I, so I don't know what happened prior that getting to that point in the video, you know, if he started the altercation or if the other people did, or if he was in, cause he was a, at that point he was away from the, that auto dealership and heading towards it. And there, and he was away from, away from the gas station. So there was something else going down the street and whether he was trying to stop people from breaking into another business and then got chased off. Uh, you know, we just, we don't know. Uh, and, and so, you know, when he gets to that point of shooting people and if, you know, I'm sure that they, they're watching more than one video, right. And then just that one where it's in the street, I'm sure that Trump's had been at least shown the other parts or told about the other, other videos that are out there. Yeah. So, you know, the attorney for Kyle is also saying it was all self-defense. Um, you know, it, it is a messed up situation. Yeah. Um, was it self-defense? I, I imagine, you know, when, when he was down on the ground and people were coming after him and, and stuff that he felt like he was doing self-defense. That's for sure. Um, when he shot the other guy in the head as he was being chased and there's a group of things, I don't think that he knew what was being thrown at him. Yeah. Maybe he thought that something else was, you know, not just an empty or like a bag of trash. I don't know if there was something else that he thought that was, um, you know, a more, you know, if something was going to blow up on him or set him on fire or, you know, if he was being, if, if, if a brick was going to be thrown at his face next, you know? Yeah. And so it's a, um, you know, it's a pretty, uh, I don't know, it's a messed up situation yeah. overall. A clash between protesters, obviously, and, and are, you know, are two different sides. But for the president, uh, you know, I think that he was very diplomatic, actually, in the way they responded, saying it's under investigation. Yeah. Oh, it's no. Under investigation. That, no, he his, didn't praise him. He didn't like. No. You know, he it was, so he, yeah. he he literally just what he said was extremely diplomatic. I mean, obviously, right now he is trying to, I'm not, you know, let's let's keep it real. He's in elect. He's in he's in his election campaign right now. He's got to sound good. He's doing as much as he can. If you notice his 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 change is his uh, his approach to how he speaks now has been a little bit different. Um, it's a little bit more, you know, he's trying to be a little bit more diplomatic instead of so uh, this is what's going on. And this is why. And blah, blah, blah. you know what I'm saying? Um, so his answer was very interesting to me. Very not normal, in my personal opinion. You know what I'm saying? Uh, not normal for him. Let's just say that. Um, but then at the same time, I don't know. It, it's uh, the turn of events that happened, which ended up fi finding out that the, the man who was shot in the head was actually shot three other times before that as well. So he was shot four times. There was other wound, uh, bullet wounds in his, on him. Um, so he was grazed in the head. He was actually not shot directly in the head he was grazed a bullet grazed his head um so it's a very uh interesting turn of events i i don't understand why they're calling him uh why they're, why they're calling kyle rittenhouse a vigilante i don't think he is i that's that's my personal opinion um now i'm you know of course i i've been looking at some things as well like i said last night i was gonna be looking into the stuff as much as i can um and from my understanding there there has been it has been said that um kyle rittenhouse there was a dumpster they were literally trying to to start um a a a the the protesters were trying to start a dumpster fire and 
Kyle had a fire extinguisher, ran up and put the fire out, which angered the group. That's why, I mean, I guess, and that's where it started. That's when the chase started with the bag, the bag being thrown at him and the, uh, that gentleman who was screaming the N word at him, which was very interesting, um, got shot. I, uh, from my understanding, it was four, but I'm seeing from who shot your video. He's saying, um, he shot the man five times. Uh, I so, don't know. Again, we were looking at that. Remember the other guy that was there, you know, yeah. um, blocking off the auto place like he was behind him and i think that he shot off some time because if you hear you hear multiple shots going yeah. off there's all multiple so shots going I, on yeah but the whole time kyle is like kind of running away and it's running around the car where the other guy's standing you know eight feet back and you know he had a gun with him too so you know i don't know if kyle ended up being the one that actually killed that guy he might have shot and it might have grazed his head but yeah. i don't know if he was the one that if it was his bullets that killed him like they would obviously have to do an autopsy and show, you know, oh yeah, we have this this caliber of uh, of ammunition, and it goes to his gun, and this one goes to his handgun, and you know, but that's um, it's crazy. That it's crazy. That's yeah. That that whole break, like, and we did a breakdown before I left, which was a very fascinating breakdown and without you guys we couldn't have done it so thank you so much for that because we we have some real sleuths out there they were able to come out and uh y'all were able to come out and give me links and all that um but that was a a very wild situation now for my the here it is i don't think kyle was screaming any i don't think he was screaming out any racial slurs at all uh there were people that were yelling at him calling him the n-word um there was not a, the obviously the man who got shot. I don't remember his name. Um, they they do have the, the man's name, uh, which is also very interesting. His background, his criminal. He had a very interesting criminal record. Um, sex offending. Uh, he was a sex offender. Um, he was in pr- prison uh, two times, I think, if I'm correct. He has. And while he was in prison, he had over 40. 40 violations while he was in prison of multiple things. Um, so the guy was a SD or a ish disturber uh, for sure. Um, but he was the one that was screaming at him, calling him the N word from the, from the, the videos and from what I've gathered. Um, but like I said, you know, um, it's still a developing story. Of course, as we go, we're, we're still learning all this stuff as we're watching. Um, everything that's going down, which is, like I said, just absolutely wild. Um, then um, the kid is 17 years old. Regardless, he's 17 years old. He has a record as well. There is a video of him. Uh, now, this is the thing. This is the one thing that I'm still trying to figure out, but there's a video of him beating the crap out of a 17-year-old girl in the middle of 17-year-old white girl by the way in the middle of a parking lot he's got his america american flag red white and blue uh crocs on and he's just he and a couple other people are beating the crap out of this girl literally for what reason don't know you know, this is all just a surveillance video of him doing this thing. Now, from my understanding, 
Now, and of course, this is this is me just, you know, piecing things together. The AR-15 was his family's AR-15. Like it, it was owned by somebody in his family. I don't know if it's his father's gun or if it was his mother's gun. But here's the thing that's really jacked up. Mama drove him across state lines with that gun, knowing that he was going to be over there to help people out, to help the rest of that group protect whatever real talk mama drove him mama drove him and then also the other thing is it's like how would you be able to do that right how would you be able to get away with like say you're going i'm just doing a sleepover mom with me and my buddies we're just gonna play video games and nothing your, your mom's not gonna sit there and go what's up with this extremely large bag what's in the bag or what's in that carrying case? Because clearly you have, an, you have it looks like something that you would hold a gun in. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you can just sneak out with that AR-15 without somebody not noticing you walking out with a weapon. That's ridiculous. So mama knew. Mama drove cross state lines with him and AR-15 so he can go and get him some. So he can be his own little punisher, if you will. His own little Frank Castle up in this piece. That don't make sense to me. That doesn't make any sense to me. He clearly was out there looking for action. He wanted to be a superhero. That's what it was. He wanted to go maybe, and do his maybe thing. Maybe he just wanted to be a patriot. Or a patriot. And that's what his family has raised oh, him to think. Don't get me started with that. Why, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't. I mean, I understand y'all. Like wherever you stand on this situation, why would you want to go fund do a GoFundMe thing for a kid who? <sighs> You're bringing AR-15 to riots. You clearly are looking to use it. That's it. You're clearly looking to use it. Period. Period. Secondhand biker, he did not, from my understanding, he did not work at the car lot. He was just there with those guys protecting that car lot then they were trying to protect the gas station because a lot of people started to congregate at the gas station and then there was a lot of like you know there you had antifa and you had those armed men the uh, lack of a better term militia there that he was a part of that were spouting out words at each other getting in each other's faces there was a lot of tension in that gas station but then yeah, the Antifa tried to, you know, start a dumpster fire, literally start a dumpster fire. Not saying that to be funny, literally a dumpster fire. Kyle put that out. That got people very angry. And then all hell broke loose. That's when bullets started flying. Hmm. He was uh, mm. a mm -mm. police youth like he was part of the complete youth youth program. So in other words, like he, a like a cadet kind of thing. Yeah, hmm. basically. 
Uh, and then he's got Blue Lives Matter stuff all over all of his social media things. Of course. Um, so maybe he did think that he was a patriot by because he was trained, you know, by police. That's why he's trying to be so friendly with them on 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 the grounds, and probably had on some kind of like cadet badge somewhere that shows that he was, you know, part of that program or something. Crazy. Because uh, yeah. they were really friendly with those one groups, you know. Yeah. I. I... I'd... Hmm. It, it, you know, to me, it just doesn't. Uh, I, 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 I piece it together, and I've looked at it in so many different ways, and I've tried to say, hey, you know, you maybe, maybe this right angle, maybe that angle. Let me, let me see what's going on with this angle. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's this. And it, all lines, all, all roads go back to what I feel and what happened is not right. That was a young ass kid that should not have been where he you, there. There was no reason for that kid to be where he was. None. There was no reason for him to be there. At all. And I blame his parents, too. I don't give a damn. I blame his parents. For sure. You got mama driving your ass. You know what I'm saying? He's getting out the car. Imagine this. They're pulling up to Kenosha, you know. He's pulling out like, you know, he's getting out of the car. He's pulling out the case that's holding the, the AR-15, AR if, if even that. Maybe it was a straight up already put together, assembled, sitting in the backseat of the car. And mom goes, oh, honey, hold on, hold on. What? M- mom, what? Stomps back to the car. You forgot your, your sack lunch. Love you, honey. Have a good day. Can you imagine that? Kisses. Mom, they're watching. Can you imagine that? Mm. Bruh, bye. You know what I'm saying? Mama, Go get you, him, son. Mama, you're going to jail. Papa, probably going to get something too. That shouldn't be happening. Now, here it is. He probably won't get first degree homicide. What was it? First degree. I forgot what was the charge was, guys. Help me out. He's gotten several different Well, there has been several ones, but the main one, the kicker, is like the main one. I forgot what it was. Uh, Let's see. That's going to drive me nuts. I'm trying to see what he was charged with. He he, He had like 14 counts, if I'm correct. I think it's 14 counts. Something along the lines of that. Let's pull it up here. Yeah, you good. Two counts of first-degree homicide and one count of attempted homicide. I think those are the big ones. And those he also are the big uh, ones. has charges of recklessly endangering the safety of two other victims and possessing a weapon while under the age of 18. So five? It looks like it. Five. <laughs> I said 14. My bad. <laughs> so then five. Five. So what was the first one? What was the main one? The kicker? Uh, they're... The two one, the two big ones is the two counts of first degree homicide and then first one count homicide. of attempted homicide. So I was right. First degree homicide. So that's what's so crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't see why one kid would go. Feel the need. To take a 17-year-old kid, take an AR-15, and take it cross state lines to use it 
at some riots. If you're going to go and do that, clearly you are wearing that because you're ready to use it. You're not wearing that without a clip in it just to show it. You're using it, obviously, to protect yourself, obviously. But obviously, you're looking to get you some. You're looking to, you're, you're looking to fire a few rounds off. Clearly. So there's probably, if he's on Facebook and, oh, and, all the, and there's a whole bunch of groups and stuff, he didn't just show up to this area by himself. He didn't right. say, hey, mom, can you come drop me off in the middle of all this real quick, please? Like, there must have been a call to, hey, we need people to come and support the local businesses. I, I, I want to know where the group is Facts. that that called him out or, you know, kind of, um, you know, in, the invitation. Where is that call to action for, coming from? Like, what group was he following or, you know, because I don't believe a 17-year-old on his own was going to go – I'm going out to protect an auto body shop. You know, this, this has got to be from a bigger group that he follows and is part of. That's true. That is saying, come here. We need people stationed here. We need people stationed here. It makes you, you wonder. Know. No, seriously. It makes you wonder where, where it all came from. What chat room, what, what, what uh, Facebook group page, you know what I'm saying? Where is it coming from? What, what Twitter account? I mean, it could be anything, you know what I'm saying? Unless he's some, part of some sort of like gun associated type of page. And they're like, hey, we're tired of all this madness that's going on over in Kenosha. We're going to go and protect those those businesses. Let's let's get together. You know, let's rally together and stop this craziness, which is a good possibility. But, you know, like I said, there's. There's no reason for for the shootings that did go down period but what i find very interesting is most likely they're gonna the the charges that he's got are going to get dropped down of course i don't think he's going to get first degree homicide not at all i don't think he's going to get that at all at all because here's the thing the um autopsy shows on the guy who was shot in the head or grazed, he got that bullet grazed in the head, there was a bullet wound in his back. So if he's running at him, right, and he shoots multiple times, how would one go on his back if he's running forward? From so, Kyle? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, the, from Kyle. The, the I'm guy, saying Kyle. The guy that got shot in the head? The man who got it's shot in the head. It's how from that he, other guy, I'm telling it's, you. It's got to be from the, the other video, guy. You see him standing over there with his handgun pointing at him. And then he takes his shirt off to go over and, and wrap it around because he saw he yeah. got a head wound. Yeah. You know, that's interesting. It's very, very interesting. And, of course, you know, the plot is obviously thickening. You know, it's almost like the uh, who shot JFK. <laughs> you know, like these magic bullets and all that stuff that are coming out of, out of nowhere. Um, so, you know, we're obviously as things develop, we're going to, you know, dive into it as much as we can. Um, but I just saw something Enemy Nation just said then that's kind of funny. He said, I wonder how often Pascal has to shave his head. My wife wants me to go bald now. That's hilarious. You know, I uh, I do it once a week, to be really honest. Oh, uh, no, no, no. No, my bad. No, every three, four days. Every three, four days. So there you go. There you go. Is so, there a brand of razor that you use? I just use clippers, bro. I can't, oh, I, I can't use um I can't use a blade. 
if I do yeah. if I do a blade, I get razor bumps like crazy, and gotcha. it's a and it's a nightmare. So I got to use clippers. So uh, is that yeah, a anime. Braun or is it a Remington? What what do you, what do you got over there that you're working with? Uh, I just use a T outliner uh, razor. Is there a brand a brand of a clipper that you use? I I do. I just don't re- literally. It's T uh, outliner. Literally, it's like T outliner. It's the it's one of the it is literally the barber. It is the barber shop grade professional clippers that I use. And that's what I do. You know what I'm saying? Hey, look at this big tip came through. What? Is that Lyra? What? 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 Big yeah, fan like of big... your big fan of your conversation. Uh, t- wait, how do you, I don't know how to pronounce it, this person's name. Tijaswi? Tijaswi. Tijaswi. Tijaswi says, uh, Big fan of your conversations, but I honestly feel protesters need to change strategy. Uh, <laughs> it is not working, and we are losing messaging. We are losing messaging war. Um, so we are oh, not big able to. Is, uh, it's four dollars and eleven cents. Hey, I'll take that. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I was Thank looking you. up the. I'm fi- the let me finish the comment. From, uh, let me finish the comment. <laughs> He's he, he whoever he they oh, no, sorry, just sorry. they just t- let me let me read the comment, bruh. Okay. Uh, uh, we are losing messaging war. We are not able to talk policy because of violence from two sides. Thank you so much to Jaswi. Thank you so much. Oh, please comment down below where you are commenting from and where you watching the show from. Cause I'd really like to know too. What, what is the, what is the money or what is the dollar? It's in, in uh, it's, uh, the Indian rupee. Oh, snap. Yeah. India in the house. What's up? Oh, well, hopefully. I mean, you never know. He might be watching from somewhere else, but I appreciate the love. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, we always appreciate that. Thank you. Keeps the keeps the wheels turning, if you will. Um, but straight, straight up. Um, I was like, dang, 300 bucks. Then I did conversion rate. Yeah, hey, man. It's, still, it's still good, though. Hey, man, I'll take it. Shoot. I like it. Thank you. 300 rupees. Yeah, I'll take that. You know what I mean? It'd be awesome to get tipped in every different currency. It, we've we've been we've been tipped by the uh, Australian dollar. Now we've been tipped by the uh, Indian dollar, um, U.S. dollar, and the U.S. dollar. So we're we're moving we're moving on up. You know what I'm saying? Three, From three India. Down. Uh, how many more? Hundred and seventy more versions of currency to go. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, it's soon, soon enough, you know, give it time, baby. Give it time. We're taking over the world, baby. Yeah. Um, but to Joshua, thank you so much. And welcome to the Pascal show. And I appreciate you watching the show all the way from India. And I agree with what you were trying to what you were saying there. I think that there is a we are in a world now where it, there's nothing but violence that's going on. And we really do need to start sitting down and talking about peace. We need to bring peace to our conversations now everyone that's getting shot killed whatnot this is not how we need to have this is not what we need to have happen you know what i'm saying and i think that a two-hour biden show or a a a two-hour trump show would agree to that for sure i think that we're in that place right now that we all need to start talking and we need to start finding peace but it's not going to happen until we actually start doing that we got to make that decision. Unfortunately, we're not there right now. I want it to be there. Trust and believe. 
because I'm tired of it. I don't know about y'all, but I'm tired of seeing all this stuff that's going on. Real talk. A 17-year-old kid should not be running around with an AR-15 shooting people. And I would say the same thing if it was a 40-year-old man running around with an AR-15 shooting people. You know what I'm saying? Nino, thank you so much for the $5 Canadian dollar. Hey, I think that's worth more than the U.S. dollar, right? Canada. I don't know. You you tell me. uh... (laughs) Google. Yeah. But I'm just saying. Five bucks. I think that's. We out here. (laughs) Give us the monies. Give us monies. No, I'm just kidding. Secured bags, baby. You know what I'm saying? Uh, $3.83. $3.83. Conversion way. Hey. Hey, I'll take it. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. So you know what I'm saying? I appreciate all the love and the 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 um the help and the respect and the tips. We always love it. Always, man. Always. Okay. Um Yeah. Shaniqua. Shaniqua Shaniqua who's been with us since day since one of the day ones, actually. She's day one. She A one day one. You know what I'm saying? Uh we we getting worldwide, girl. You know what I mean? All the way from San Francisco, all the way from the Bay Area, Shaniqua. We got we got people in from India watching our show now. Canada. You know what I'm saying? Nino is in Canada. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate that. I really do. I really, really do. You know? We can get we can get Pascal a new razor. It doesn't leave bumps for him. <laughs> I just bought a new one. I just bought a new one. Uh, Clippers. But like I said, for me, for me, that's what I'm saying. The, it works. That works for me better. When I do straight razor, uh, I have crazy razor burn and it's uh, and razor bumps. I'm sorry. And it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. So it that's just works for me, unfortunately. You know what I mean? Um, uh, you guys have international super. You guys are international superstars. You know, we we working on it. We working on it, baby. Yeah. Oh, don't. Do you don't remember ever, that? Don't ever do that again. Uh, what was her Don't name ever in, do uh, that again. from Saturday Night Live or from Mad TV or something? Superstar? What was she, that girl's name? SNL. And she SNL. Was, yeah. she'd say, I'm really nervous and, you know, <laughs> start saying my stuff like this. And yeah. <laughs> Nair on the dome. Here's the Ooh. thing. I can't do that close of a shave. Like I said, whenever I do a close shave, I got very coarse hair. You know what I mean? Uh, so... It's, it's very curly and very uh, thick, I guess. For lack thereof, obviously, it's very thin up there. But whenever I do that, back of the head, seriously, will just literally um, bump up. And it's, an, it's annoying. So no nair. That is, that's too close. That's too close as well. You know what I mean? Nair on my back one time. Man, the hair came off. Oh. Uh, yeah. But then. But then the acne started coming out from Nara on my back for whatever reason. Yep. Backney. See what I'm saying? Uh, you don't yeah. need that backney, bruh. No, thanks. You know what I mean? That's not I cool. Left too long. <laughs> uh, Tajasi said, uh, Tajaswi said, uh, you should edit these long conversations into shorter clips like JR or like the Joe Rogan clips or the brilliant idiot clicks clips. Um, so the thing is, um, I do already do that not all the pieces that we talk about on the show but 
we do I do put out uh, clips like in a in about an hour or two after this show because we need to start wrapping up the show anyway. Um, I will be putting out a clip from like the main top story that we talked about today. You know about the man. You know BWB biking while black. You know what I'm saying. Um, so we I do I actually do end up doing that and then of course. Um, uh, to Joswe, I do um, pop-up videos, which uh, hopefully I'll be putting one out a little bit later on today. And then, of course, I, I'm going to be on tonight at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time as well. I am actually looking for an editor. I'm just going to say that out loud. I am looking for somebody who can actually cut these things for me so that uh, I, can, so I can have some time to breathe. Uh, the, the content is amazing. The stuff that we're doing is amazing, but there's so much going on and I, I'm doing so many videos at the same time. It is hard to even take a breath of fresh air. Um, so I am definitely looking for an editor right now. So I'm going to throw that and put that out into the ether. Hopefully somebody out there will be like, Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a brilliant such and such. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I'm always looking for somebody who can do, who is brilliant and amazing at editing as well. So let me know. Um, um, let me know. That would be amazing. Hey. Uh, what's up? What do you say? He just responded, or she or he, I'm, I'm not quite sure, re responded. Oh, so they, wow. They're, they're an editor. Six years experience. Oh, wow. Look at that. Well, to Joswe, uh, hit me up at info at the Pascal Show. Info at the Pascal Show. If you have a reel or something like that with your editing experience, please Send that to me. I'd love to check out some of your work, and, and we can we can rap. I'm always looking for somebody. I'm always looking for help. You know what I mean? Um, Pascal, I got some breaking news. Oh man, here. there's more. Well, oh, this is God. something something a little different. Uh, okay. You know, um, Fifty two black ex franchisees are suing McDonald's in a racial discrimination case. Bro, what? Uh, and they're seeking more than $1 billion in damages. Uh, they said that they were forced to close or sell more than 200 McDonald's locations because of systemic and covert racial discrimination. Uh, one franchi franchisee in the complaint described acquiring McDonald's locations as a black, black franchisee as a financial suicide mission. Uh, what? Based upon our review, we disagree with the claims in this lawsuit, and we intend to strongly defend it. McDonald's CEO Chris Kempzinski... Said in a video message on Tuesday morning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that you, you just woo. Trust yeah, me, that, I, I would have destroyed that. That's a lot too. of that's a lot of uh, consonants that are put together without a vowel in the middle of them. So <laughs> it's like, uh, let's see here. That's uh, but that's pretty interesting. Um, uh, the plate says that there are only 186 black McDonald's franchisees. Uh, down from 377 in 1998. Damn. Yeah. Uh, average uh, compensatory damages they're looking for are 4 to $5 million per store, which is over a billion dollars in collective damages. Wait, 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 wait. So let me let me get this right. Um, so they're saying that they were forced to shut down. They mm -hmm. were forced to close their businesses by the franchise. By Looks the like. actual heads of the franchise, they went to these other franchisees and said, hey, cut it. Shut it down. But what, 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 what's the numbers? 
You know what I mean? Like how much were they making? Like I can understand them, a franchise, like a franchiser, like McDonald's sitting there going, Hey, you know, Hey, fellow franchisee, it's not working in this area. We built it. It's here, but it's not making any money. It's not making any money. We need to cut it down in this neighborhood. We need to take it out. So that would make sense. I can understand a franchiser sitting there saying, you know, like McDonald's sitting there going, there's nothing, it's not printing money. And this should be easy money because it's McDonald's for crying out loud. Every, everybody in the mama loves McDonald's. Shoot, it's crack. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They uh, are saying that they are, um, where the national average of McDonald's is $2.7 million uh, from 2011 to 2016 and $2.9 million in 2019. Uh, the plaintiffs are saying that uh, at all their locations uh, that they are approximately $700,000 less in sales. Um, and they're saying that these differences are statistically significant and are the result of defendants' racial bias and barriers within the McDonald's franchise system. So, yeah. They convo- they're saying they covertly restricts black franchisees to owning locations predicted to bring in less money. Black franchisees say they were offered only opportunities to own older stores in primarily black neighborhoods. These locations tend to have higher insurance and security costs while bringing in less revenue. Mm. Uh, They say they exclude black franchisees from growth opportunities while offering new white franchisees the opportunity to buy newer, more desirable locations. Interesting. They're enforcing harsher renovation and rebuilding requirements on locations owned by black franchisees than white franchisees. And they deploy targeted, rigorous, and unreasonable inspections forcing black franchisees out of the business when they receive poor grades. Um, And then they also force black franchisees to sell stores at a loss by controlling which franchisees are presented on qualified buyers or as qualified buyers. Damn. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's put something in consideration. Let's say obviously these, the, the, the black owners, right? The franchisees are obviously, I would assume, I would assume, okay, this is all assumption, but they would be taking it and putting, bringing it into black communities, right? So if you're moving and putting your McDonald's in a, let's just say a black community that, community that, community that has, has high crime, yes, there would be some needed security. Of course. What else is new? If it's in a bad neighborhood, you're bringing a McDonald's into a bad neighborhood, of course they're going to need higher security, you know, higher security demands. Let's just say that, of course. But you're telling me that that the black community doesn't enjoy McDonald's? They don't consume it. They're not buying that stuff. Of course they are. We all eat it, don't we? But they're saying (laughs) that they are only being given the opportunities in those certain neighborhoods. So and that if, oh. a, if a brand new development went up in a, in a rich neighborhood, the black franchisee would not be given the opportunity to buy that location. Interesting. Interesting. And that's not fair either. Because here's the thing. That person, whoever that person is, whether white, black, Puerto Rican, or Asian, right, decides, hey, I want to... I want to go and I want to own a McDonald's in Scottsdale, Arizona. I'm just trying to think of like a rich white area. All right. And that place is rich and very white. So, and they're sitting there going, no, 
franchise franchisee, sorry. We can't give that one to you, but we'll give it to Scott Smith over here. That doesn't make see that that's unfair. That doesn't make any sense. If he got the monies, right? If he got the bags, why can't he go to said person and say, "Hey, here the bags. I want mine right here in Scottsdale, Arizona, right next to this first center. You know, right next to this first store." Boom. You see what I'm saying? Doesn't make any sense. Whoever's owning it, doesn't matter what race they are as long as they run it right. That's what should be going down. That's how it should be done. Yes? No? Maybe? What do you think? Comment down below, guys. Yeah. I know that uh, Carla Higgins, uh, she doesn't care who owns it. She just wants to make sure the McRib is there. She just wants that McRib, man. It don't matter the race. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Don't matter what the... Man, come on. You know what I'm saying? Don't matter the the race, you know, um, the facts shouldn't matter the race as long as they keep the product on point, which is greased up, deep fried, everything. Mm. What else is new? It's microwave stuff. Come on, guys. Still delicious as hell. But at the same time, come on now. It's crack. Man. All you're doing is selling crack to make sure the crack is good. That's it. Yeah. That's it, guys. Look up. If you got some time, look up how uh, McDonald's chooses their fries and the potatoes for their fries and the amount of undue burden that it puts on potato farmers and the amount of wasted food that is produced because things are not perfection. Shoot, I, I need to look that up because that's some that's some wild stuff, too. You know what I'm saying? Because think about it, the amount of crap that's being. Oh, like I said, I, I've seen supersize me. You guys need to check that out. If you haven't done it, it's old school as hell. But you got to check it out. Dude goes for a whole month eating nothing. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, even snacks. is just nothing but McDonald's for 30 days. And I'm telling you, it's disgusting. But at the same time, still delicious. Every once in a while, still delicious. You know? So, anyway. Uh, we got to get going, guys. I mean, we've, we've definitely gone over the limit. But the, the thing is, is, hey, when you get good conversations going, it... Uh, it's important. You know what I'm saying? If you haven't done it yet, like I always say, hit that like button down below. Uh, please, please, please. Donald Freeman, love the show. Pascal, uh, always great conversation. Thank you so much, Donald. I really, really appreciate it. Um, and, it's, and oh, definitely before we take off, definitely comment down below, Donald, um, where you are comment, commenting from, because I think you're, you're new. That, I think that's the first time I've ever seen your name in the chats. And uh, so shout out to everybody from India, Australia, Canada, and the U.S. Uh, I appreciate everybody who's coming in, commenting, and being a part of the conversation today. It really means a lot. Um, uh, you know, hopefully I'll have a pop-up video a little bit later on today, this afternoon. And then um, I will definitely be on tonight at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. So be on the lookout for that. You know what I'm saying? Seriously. I'll be on at 7 p.m. Hopefully nothing goes crazy in between these times. I really hope not. I'm hopeful, fingers crossed, that everything stays normal. Sort of. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't need any more people dying. Come on, y'all. We need to stop dying just for five seconds. You know, let's take a breather on the death. Let's just take a breather on the death. Take a, take a breather and go get a Wendy's new pretzel bacon pub cheeseburger. Available today. 
<laughs> I, that's breaking news. Not, not endorsed. <laughs> we are not endorsed by by Wendy's at all. No. Just so you know. So sounds delicious. Sounds disgusting. Sounds delicious and disgusting at the same damn time. But uh, uh, but yes. Anyway, woo. Great conversation today, guys. It's great to be back. It feels so good to be back. It feels so good to actually have a full night's rest as well. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but I will be on a little bit later on this evening, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. So be on the lookout for that. And of course, I will have a pop-up video here fairly shortly. Um, so be on the lookout for that as well. Um, to Joswee, if you're still listening, definitely email me at info at show.com and we could chop it up then and all that because I am definitely looking for an editor, all right? But got to get going. Be good to yourselves. Be good to one another. And I'll see you guys tonight at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. This is the Pascal Show. Bye.